What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Ladies and gentlemen, the best wrestling podcast around. Hosted by Brady and Danielle, the human. From Brooklyn to your living room, it's the best podcast to listen to. More than even afternoon, here, clever blind girl and a Jew. Talk about wrestling, they do it 24-7. Cause they love to speak on it every week, that's why they are best friends. And they're back once again for some wrestling talk. So sit back, relax, it's time for Hillmarks. They're not just smart, they're Hillmarks. What is up, guys? Custodian of charisma, ophthalmologist, the optimism here. Of course, as always, the sultan of sarcasm and the sorceress of sass is with me. I am Brady. She is Danielle. We are the heel marks, but you did not come here for D. You did not come here for B. You came here because of the man we are interviewing, the blue-collar badass himself, Mr. J.D. Drake. JD, welcome to the show. How are you, brother? I'm all right. I'm trying to figure out what the custodian of charisma is. Do you clean up charisma? Is that what it is? <laughs> no, I'm sweeping people off their feet with charisma. Sure you Sweeping are. people off their feet with charisma. That might be the best answer you could have given ever. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Man. That's <laughs> just... Anyway, it's all downhill from here. We're just going to talk about your nicknames the whole time instead of, like, doing an interview. I mean, it's a good thing he only heard two. It'll probably be more entertaining that way. (laughs) No. (laughs) JD, first off, we got to congratulate you and and really all of Evolve on the 10th anniversary special. Uh, People are still talking about it. You you and Austin Theory put on one hell of a match. Um... We have to talk about what happened before that match even started because it had us and pretty much everyone watching marking out. Uh, Paul Heyman, pretty much one of the few people I think we can call, gets referred to as a wrestling god or a god to the wrestling community, rather. Uh, He's out there doing the intros for you and Austin Theory. Walk us through that. When did you find out that was happening? Uh, You know, how did you find that out? Well... I found out it was happening about an hour before bell time. Wow. Uh, Yeah, it was was kept a secret from both of us for, God, well, at least for me. Austin may have known because you get special privileges. But um, I didn't know anything until an hour before showtime. And 
when they told me what was happening, you could have probably read Braille off of my arm. Um, there was cold chills everywhere. And we got called down, or we got, I say we, in separate times because I didn't want to be anywhere near Austin. I, I still don't want to be anywhere near Austin. Um, <laughs> I got called down, and uh, Gabe was like, Drake, I'd like you to meet Mr. Heyman. This is uh, Paul Heyman, fellow that taught me everything there is to know about the business. Paul, this, this is J.D. Drake. He's going to be your ring announcer tonight. And I kind of looked at him, and I looked at Paul, and I looked at him, and I looked at Paul. Paul shut my hand and said, pleasure to meet you. The pleasure is all mine. He said, no, sir, it's not. And that was about the end of it. He asked me how I wanted to be introduced. Um, I told him, and he said, fantastic. I'll see you out there. Then when we got out there, Austin started his whole 27 nickname bullshit. So I uh, whispered in Paul's ear exactly how he introduced me. Man, that needs one damn nickname. So that was pretty cool. It was like, ugh. I don't, I don't know how to describe it other than 12 to 14-year-old me was losing his mind. Yeah. Of course. I think we all were losing our mind. <laughs> I mean, we're... We're in his house. Yeah. In the house that Paul Heyman built. Yeah. In Without Paul him, ECW Arena doesn't exist. Absolutely. And he is, he's introducing us, putting us over like we're the biggest superstars on the planet, which I would venture to say that night we were. Absolutely. Absolutely. We were... It was, it was the, one of the coolest things about it also, just from a fan uh, of you and, and a fan of Paul, Knowing, and this, I literally, we were tweeting about it before it even happened. Just him being announced as the ring announcer, we're like, "Oh my god, he's about to announce JD Drake as the reigning, defending, undisputed WWN champion." And who knows if he'll ever introduce a WWN champion again? This is potentially the last. That's that's something that'll never happen again. And it happens. So cool. The thing he didn't tell us any of that in the back. That was all on him. Like, there was a joke made about it as I was walking away, and Paul kind of giggled. But sure enough, he started hitting the line, and I was like, man, do I smile and cry and everything else right now? Or do I maintain character and continue to get ready to whip Austin's ass? I think you went with the latter. Yeah, definitely the latter. I did. I, I tried to really hurt that boy. Yeah, I mean, you guys have been fighting for for years, and it's 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 so funny because every time I've heard heard you talk, it really it really doesn't sound like you like the guy, but you work so well together. It's magic. Man, he's a cocky little jackass, man. <laughs> like, what, how can you like somebody who walks around thinking that the world owes him everything? And he's I mean, so young. It. Yeah, and he's, he's so he's young. Been around, he's been around three years. Three years and. In those three years, don't get me wrong. When I first met him, I first met him for uh, at a company called Firestar Pro Wrestling in Greens, uh, Greensboro, North Carolina. And this was right before he had his first WWE tryout. Like he was doing extra work, and he asked me for some advice. So I sat down with him and talked to him. He was very gracious. He took my advice and uh, kept in touch with me. Told me everything that I told him worked to a T, and that Shane McMahon talked to him afterwards, everything went great. I was like, all right, cool, fantastic. Then I got signed to Evolve, and he was one of the first ones that 
when I started working for Evolve, he was one of the first ones that spoke up and said, hey, we need to sign this guy. And, <clears throat> excuse me, he, um, he kind of became a buddy for a minute or two. And then, like, a switch kind of flipped. And when that switch flipped, you could almost see a change in demeanor go from, I've worked really hard to get to where I am, and I'm proud of what I'm doing, to, hey, look at me. Do you not know that I'm the face of your company? Do you not know that I'm the most in shape and talented 21-year-old on the planet? I should have everything. And that attitude just turned me completely off. And the reason that it pisses me off so much is because I know, I know the real Austin theory. What we're seeing right now, I don't know what the hell's wrong with it. But I'm, I swear to God, I'm gonna try to beat it back, like beat him back to normal. I can't Things wait to see that. Happen, I'm trying. Man, I, it was, I mean, that match was insane, and it's 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 so because the story tells itself so beautifully, where you guys really are the antithesis to each other. Like it's just it's a perfect rivalry, and I, and that match, uh, pretty much, I, I've been referring to it as the evolved main event of the show. Was that's just how, that's how it was. That's how it was described to us. Yeah. Um, when, when I was, when I was called and said, "Hey, um, you're going to be the main event on the show," I said, "The main event?" They said, "Yeah, like, well, of course, there's the um, Tazawa and Cole match, but you guys are the evolved main event. Yeah, you're what everybody wants to see. All right, man, cool. I mean, I understand that you put the big belt. You always put the big belt on last." You're on the WWE Network. You put the big belt on last. Right. But, I mean, let's be honest. Everybody was tuning in that night to see what Evolve brought to the table. And and I, I we heard a lot of more people talking about the J.D. Drake versus Austin Theory match uh, than, we, than we did. And nothing against Carl. Nothing against that. But exactly what you're saying, that's not what people were tuning in for as, for the Evolve 10th anniversary. They were tuning in to see the WWN champion and the Evolve champion go head-to-head. Absolutely. Cole and Tozawa put on a clinic. Absolutely. They put on an absolute wrestling clinic. I expected nothing less. Adam Cole is one of the absolute best wrestlers on the planet, and Tozawa is exactly the same. Both of them are Evolve alumni. They're both fantastic, but everybody knows them. Everybody knows they're going to go in there and they're going to put on a clinic. People tuned in to see me and Austin because... A lot of people wanted to see me fail because they judged a book by its cover. I didn't want they to see you fail. Uh, well, <laughs> I understand. And I, I, I appreciate that. And I love you guys. You have no idea. Y'all probably are my biggest fans that like, that I know of. Honestly, I mean, every time we, we go to the shows, every time. Like, the first time I saw you was against Matt Riddle. You gave him the finger, and I was sold on you. I was like, that's it. I was like, this is my guy at Evolve. I want to see him every time. Like, yeah, absolutely huge fans. There's that one that we have up where Danielle is marking out, like, a schoolgirl after you hit the moonsault. Like, you oh, hit the yeah. moonsault. And she's just marking out in the crowd. Um, but what I was going to say, I, I think we definitely were your biggest fans before this special, but I think now there's a lot more people that know about the Blue Collar Badass. Uh, you're, not, you're not as hidden of a secret anymore. Uh, no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, one... I, oh, sorry. I've spent, spent the last three weeks 
doing nothing but like going through my Twitter feed and finding new followers. Yeah. I bet I've added a thousand followers in two, uh, two weeks. And that's got to be so cool, like such an awesome feeling. And, and, and here's the thing about your in-ring style and, and pretty much I think what attracted uh, us to you, to you when you know, we first started seeing you in Evolve shows over at Laboom. Um, and we're not just saying this because you're here with us, but you're just always impressive and always doing things you wouldn't expect someone your size to be able to do. Uh, you got a very old school, hard hitting look and vibe, but but the eyes are always drawn to your versatility. So I really do have to ask you, how long have you been a ninja? <laughs> well, I'm not a ninja. Never um, revealed his ninja status on this show, so this only proves my point. Right, ninjas oh, never gosh. admit they're ninjas. Right. <laughs> Christ, <laughs> I've been wrestling 16 years. I've not always been 300 pounds. Right. When I first started wrestling, I was about 215, 220, and I started training with nothing but cruiserweights. But, to be honest, that was the style that I enjoyed the most right then. And I spent a lot of time on trampoline as a kid. Like, um, before I started wrestling, just playing around on the trampoline, I could do anything you asked me to do. Uh, 630s, Phoenix 630s, Shooting Stars, uh, 450 Moonsaults. You name it, I could do it. Ah. And... Like, when I got in the ring, I climbed up top and was going to do a moonsault because that's the only thing I ever cared about was a moonsault because I'm a big, I'm giant, great Muda mark. Yeah. That's a good so mark to be. Me, me, me being a Muda mark, the moonsault is it. I got up there and got scared. <laughs> I mean, terrified. I was like, no, I don't think I can do this. So I started with a split leg. I started with, I'd stand up there, sit on the top, and do a moonsault. So once I got past that, I graduated to doing it from the second, and then I just climbed up top one day and said, screw it, I guess I got to try it now, and did it. And I missed it for about first four or five years that I that I was in wrestling because I was scared to try to land it on anybody. Wow. Wow. Now, that's far from the case. Right. Yeah, we can definitely see that now. <laughs> We, uh, I, there, was, there was a point where I was, I was 240 pounds, and I finally looked at my trainer, the guy that trained me, David Reimer, who's now passed away. He, um, I looked at him and said, you know what? I'm going to hit a 450 tonight for a finish. And he looked at me and he said, there's no damn way your fat ass is doing a 450. <laughs> I said, I tell you what, beer's on you if I hit a 450 and hit it clean. Let's just say I drank well that night. Good. Nice. <laughs> I, uh, I'm three for four on hitting it clean on people, and the one time that I missed it, my foot slipped because the ropes rolled. Uh, hey, now, I, I can't get my big ass around. Oh, man. I was going to say, was there a part of you that wanted to bust that out on the network special? I want to try it again, but I'm terrified. Knees, ankles, and... All the, a little bit of extra weight says no. Leave that to AR Fox. Ah, it's a scary yeah. move. It's a scary move. We, we we have enough fun seeing you do the moonsault and suicide dive. So we really don't need you uh, doing anything. Any, that any... That's all I need. Yep. Yeah. We um we actually have a fan question for you from Greg Bush. He sure. he said uh, your match at Evolve ten with ten. I guess he meant what. It's the 10th anniversary. That's, ah, what he meant. Ten, that's what he meant. Evolve 10th anniversary with Austin Theory was considered one of the best matches of the week. Will we get another match between them? And who 
are the men in any wrestling company you haven't worked with that you'd be wanting to work with? Okay. Um, <clears throat> I hope and pray that there is another match with Austin Theory. As a matter of fact, I'm almost going to demand to have a rematch against Austin Theory. Fingers I mean, if, if you think about it, it was a match for my title, and I'm granted a rematch clause. Yeah, so, I guess. I mean, who knows? I'm Y'all have known all the way through my run, all the way through my reign as WWN champion, I don't wait on the front office to make any match for me. I just right. don't do it. Right. I will shoot a, shoot a video and not wait on a response, and I'll just go ahead and say, look, this is what's happening. I mean, either make it happen or I'll make it happen when I get there. So... One way or the other, I'm getting my hands on Austin. Good. Period. Um, as far as anybody in any company that I would want to work with, I'm not going to go with the obvious and say Muda, of course, even <laughs> though he's back wrestling again. Mm. Uh, let's see. Christopher Daniels. Oh, that's, a, that's a good one. That's such a good one. Uh, Christopher Daniels was like when we we had just started the podcast and we met him at one of his shows when he was champion and he yeah. was selling his comic book and uh, and he was nice to do a quick plug for us. Uh, it, it, Christopher Daniels is one of the coolest guys in the world. That match would be insane. Battle of the best moonsaults ever. CD is an amazing human being. Um, I've met him a few times, uh, a couple at local indie shows, and then I did a, uh, did a Ring of Honor camp four years ago, I think it is now. It three or four years ago, and he was one of the coaches. Nice. And he was one of the, he was one of the ones that put their seal of approval on me, like, at the camp. At the end of the camp, they'll tell you, yes, we put you on TV tomorrow, or no, you need work. And he was one of the ones that said, yes, absolutely. And to be honest, there was a spot that was being talked about when I <laughs> when I go through this, you're going to laugh. There's a spot that's being talked about. They had me cut promos for it, everything. They was going to put... What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, Cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Me, Silas Young, and Beer City Bruiser together as a trio. Me. To feud with the kingdom. Wow. What an awesome trio that would be. That would have been an amazing trio. I like um, me and Beer City Bruiser are distant cousins, and they were going to play off of it. So we 
go through this. I cut the promos. We keep talking, and the longer I wait, the less communication I get back and forth. And then finally, it's like I fall off the grid. And a year or so later, Brian Malonis is in that spot. Don't get me wrong. I love Brian Malonis. Fantastic talent. Great dude. Fits in absolutely perfect with Bruiser. But the spot that he's in now was the one that they were talking about for me then. Wow. Well, yep, they had a uh, they had a show in Charlotte, and it, the show in Charlotte that I was already told, hey, come on up here, we're going to try to find something for you. And, I mean, I accepted verbally. I showed up for setup and all that good stuff. But it was the week after Anthony Henry and I won the Evolve Tag Team Championships. So even if they would have offered me a spot, I probably would have said, no, thank you. I'm just here to uphold my obligation. Right. Right. I mean, I've got some friends that work up there. Cheeseburger, Will Ferrara. Love those guys. Love. I love Christopher Daniels, like, just loving him to death. He, I'm glad he's doing well with AEW now. And it's just a weird turn of events how I go from something that was promised to something now that I feel like I'm in a better position, personally. Right. Some people may not believe that. I feel like I'm in the absolute best position that somebody could be that's six one, three hundred pounds, pasty white, and wasn't given a shot by anybody. Oh, 100%. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, and, and to uh, to the fan, Greg Bush, thank you, Greg, for that question. To his point, uh, he, he said, you know, your match with Austin Theory was considered one of the best matches of the week. He didn't say of the show, he said of the week. That was a huge weekend for wrestling fans. You guys were one of three big wrestling shows happening in that two oh, days. absolutely. You know. At, at the same time that Austin and I was in the ring, one of my coworkers messaged me and said, hey, I want you to know you're going up against um, – the Lucha Brothers and Cody and Dustin. I think, no, Lucha Brothers and who did they wrestle? Gosh. Did they wrestle Young Buck? Oh, no, no, no. No, that was Young uh, Buck. The Bucks against the Rhodes. Junk? No. I forgot. <laughs> That's how much oh, we don't remember. Oh, was it? Was it no, it wasn't in Hellico and Jack Is it SCU and Jungle Boy? Was that the three? Okay. That it was. That it was. SCU and the Lucha Brothers right. and Hob and Ishii. They oh, were on at yeah. the same time as me and Austin. Wow. You want to talk about you want to talk about wrestling heaven? <laughs> you've got three monitors up. You've got three of the absolute best matches of the weekend right there. Right. Yeah. I mean, so what was the vibe backstage like knowing the world was watching? Did anyone have any was there any pep talks or any inspirational words for the locker room like before? <laughs> uh, us as a locker room. Like there was no, there was no like position of authority that did it. It was just all of us as a locker room all together. Was we were just pumped up and ready to go. Yeah. We everybody kept everybody in check. We kept everybody as calm as possible. And man, it was just the feeling backstage was like it's just another evolve show. But just another Evolve show is always treated as the biggest show of the week. Because we feel like it is. Absolutely. If you think about it, think, think of all the talent that Evolve lost 
to guys moving up to WWE. Yeah. Yeah. Think about all of the new stars that had to be made just about overnight. You you guys even lost uh, one of the best referees in the business. We're, we're big fans of D.A. Brewer. Oh, and yeah. Man, it, just like we saw you guys. Funny story. I've known Brewer about mm, seven years now. Tastes his I birthday. I used to wrestle with him in uh, Augusta, Georgia. Wow. Awesome. He's the best. <laughs> he's awesome. Yeah, happy birthday, D.A. Brewer. Yeah, it's his birthday. Ah, old man. What <laughs> <laughs> be like 90 now? 89, 89. I thought it was 92. Now I'm confused. <laughs> so... So after Evolve, the 10th anniversary, what was it like afterwards? Like, did you guys, like, know you knocked it out of the park right away? Or were you guys, like, looking on Twitter and seeing you guys trending? Or, like, did you just know right away? Nobody checked their telephones until the next day. Wow. Nobody. We were, we were dead set on, hey, live in the moment. Stokely Hathaway actually messaged a big, giant group of us and said, do not, under any circumstances, jump on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever. Don't stay off of it. Live in the moment. You're going to go out here and crush it. You're going to put on one of the best shows you've ever put on. And if you have that fantastic feeling, you have that natural high, and you get on uh, Twitter and somebody says something negative about it, it's just going to kill it. Their opinions don't matter. You go out there and do the best that you can do. So that's what we did. We went out. We'd done the best that we could. Afterwards, we had a locker room meeting, and the atmosphere was just ecstatic. It, it was electric. It was nuts. Um, there were a lot of tears shed because there were some people in that locker room that never thought that they'd ever be on a WWE network. Yeah. Naturally, mean, yeah. Who, who in their right mind would have ever thought Eddie Kingston would have had a live mic on a WWE <laughs> Network special. Right. I was saying that the entire week, the entire week leading up to that. I'm like, are they really going to get Eddie Kingston a live mic? Do you really think it's going to happen? Yep. He was tweeting me, uh, texting me about it. He's like, they're giving Eddie Kingston a mic. Yeah, that was scary. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely scary. But he was, he was one of the ones that was, he was probably more fired up than anybody. And, it was a it was a beautiful sight, and me and Eddie's had our wars in an evolve ring and otherwise, but it made me happy to see to see something good happen to good people. Yeah, I mean, even and, and that was the beautiful thing about the special. I think where it's like we're talking about Eddie Kingston getting this great moment. In reality, what happened was he lost his championships. He lost the tag titles, but it didn't matter. He got a live mic on the WWE Network. He yeah. got to show millions of fans what he can do. Um, and also, yeah, I mean, it was just, it, 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 I think everybody got made into a star. Even uh, Baba Tunde, who's with NXT, is facing uh, Carino. And Carino looked super competitive against the yep. like, seven footer. Yep. Everyone looked like stars, as they should. As they yeah, That was, again, it was one of the one of the best shows that I've ever been a part of, and I've watched it back. One of the best events that I've ever seen, hands down. And I'm not saying that because I was a part of it. I I, I, I agree, and, I, and I'm not saying that because you're because you're here. Yeah, I I really feel that that was the best way to showcase you guys because us going to to live shows all the time, the WWE Network, like that universe, sometimes doesn't know about 
evolve and to be able to showcase you guys in such a way to really show what you guys can do and introduce new wrestlers to them was really epic. Right. They know now. They know now. Absolutely. Uh, we have another they fan. We have another fan question from uh, M2J, one of our uh, poets that come frequently on the show that hasn't been on in months. Matt, I'm looking at you. Um, he said, what is the best piece of advice he, um, you were given throughout the years, uh, throughout your career? Never give up. Shut up and listen. Always listen more than you talk, but never quit. And there's been a million times. I can count, God, countless, countless times that, I mean, I've asked myself, my kids, my then, my then wife, who is now my ex-wife, uh, the fiancé I have now, there's been countless times I, I just asked, like, do I quit? Am I ever going to make it anywhere? I mean, do I just keep trudging forward? And the best response I've ever gotten is from the from the fiancé I have now. She looked at me, she said, you ask me this all the time, have you ever quit? I said, no. She said, then shut up and just do it. So it's just... It's one of those things where I always knew that I didn't have, like, the look. I always knew that I didn't have the most desirable body type or anything like that. But I never let that deter me. I was always the, I'm going to show you regardless. I mean, you're going to look past all of this, all this, like, non-look that I have, and you're going to see the talent that's in here, and I'm going to get over despite whatever you say. And... It's always felt good to prove people wrong. But the only way that I could prove anybody wrong is by not giving up. So that was the best piece of advice I ever got. You, you know, you, 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 everything you just said, it, it reminds me of something that you did during the theory match. Uh, we heard you scream during your match. He, I think he hit you with a chop. And then you go, you can't hit me harder than life has. So... First off, I don't know if you intended it this way, but that needs to be a T-shirt. I feel like so people would it will be. Yeah, we, 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 we want the first copies. Yes, please. We, we, want, we want the first resale. Got you. Because it speaks to, like, everybody. Uh, if you're a wrestling fan, that type of shit, you can get that. Um, and you got very emotional in your promo package that WWE posted talking about your life, your journey, your battles. Um, so comparisons to the Rocky Balboa quote aside, it really seems like that's the perfect way to describe the blue-collar badass. Was that something that you just felt in that moment when he chopped you and it just came out? Is that more of like a life model for you? He punched me in the face. Well, he formed me in the face. And it felt like he formed me with everything he had. And right then, I just wanted to let him know that um, it was going to take a whole lot more than that little measly-ass form to knock me out that night. And if you'll notice, when I told him he can't hit me harder than life has, his eyes got big like, oh, shit, I pissed him off. That was what made the moment so perfect. It was like Absolutely. the ultimate intimidation. It was the ultimate you can't win this. It was the ultimate. It was just perfect. Yeah, he, he, hit, me with, he hit me with the one that got me fired up, and I had to let him know, you done messed up. You done fired me up. I'm about to beat the hell out of you. And, uh, I'm trying to beat the hell out of him. 
And one thing you use to beat the hell out of them, uh, we've seen you add the stunner to your uh, your ever-growing arsenal. Uh, do you have a favorite person to hit the stunner on? Somebody in particular you love watching bounce around? Him. <laughs> <laughs> I love hitting the stunner on Austin because it's hitting through the roof. Um, my second favorite stunner ever was against Kazusada Higuchi. Nice. Because, like, I don't think he's ever taken one. Right. So when he took it, it was just, he was all over the place. I turn around and look, and I'm like, oh, shit, he's in the corner. <laughs> Here, take this cannonball. <laughs> so, yeah, I started doing the stunner right before Kevin Owens started doing the stunner. Right. He stole it. Gosh, almighty. I was using it a month before KO started using it. And now all I get is, Oh God, JD Drake is nothing but a creative character with Kevin Owens' move set. No, one, I've been wrestling longer than Kevin Owens. Two, I was using it before him. It's not my fault that he has good taste in wrestling moves. <laughs> well, I got news for you, JD. If you ever, if you ever are looking for receipts to, to show at the haters, you can just we got you because we're pretty sure we've been posting up videos of every stunner you've hit ever since you've been starting. If, if it happened in Laboom, we were there. We got it. We posted it. We, we got the receipts. Yep. Okay. Fair enough. That works. Yep. We got you. So I'm assuming. I'm yeah. Don't be worried. <laughs> so we're assuming you've been a wrestling fan pretty much your entire life. Um, Absolutely. Who are your favorite wrestlers? Okay. Everybody asked me this question, so I'm going to do it this way. Who do you think are my favorite wrestlers? Hmm. I think um, for some reason, I don't know why, for some reason I feel like Pat Patterson is up there. Um, I mean, I'm also trying to think timelines, though. Like, But you just seem like you've always had that old school mindset. Bruiser Brody comes to mind. Uh, Mick Foley. Stone Cold comes to mind. Okay. That, well, there's one. There's one. That was the obvious one. I was, try, I was trying to go a little abstract. Well, Stone I want to win a- this game. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, then I'm going to throw uh, Bam Bam Bigelow out, too. Well, I mean, favorite? No. One that I watched a lot? Yes. Okay. What era <laughs> is your favorite wrestler? Then we'll guess. Well... I can tell you, and then you'll be like, God, I should have known this. But it was late 80s, early to mid 90s. Hmm. Um, Is it a cliche? I feel like it's a cliche one. Roddy, Rowdy Roddy Piper. Oh, yeah, I hope it's him. Uh, uh, It's not not Roddy Piper. Million Dollar Man. I'll also say, no, Million Dollar Man is who my fiance says I look like. Oh, so, Million Dollar Man's my all-time favorite wrestler. I used to like him. I, I actually him. would put the Million Dollar Dream on kids in school because nice. I figured out how to do it, and they didn't like it. <laughs> nice. But, all right, look, I'll give, I'll give in. Arn Anderson and the Great Muda. Uh, well, Great Muda, obviously. How do we not say the Great Muda? <laughs> Well, I mean, he said Great Muda earlier, so that's right. kind of like a thing. Like, we, we, we knew about the Great Arn Muda. Arn Anderson's a good one. Uh, Arn Anderson's one of the good ones. Yeah. Listen, to, listen to my promos and the way they're delivered. Yeah? It's, yeah. It's Arn. If you close your eyes, it's Arn. 
Yeah. Arn's I'm not going to say that it's as good as Arn because he is an absolute master and artist at a promo, but that's who I modeled him after. It's a perfect person to model it after. Yeah, you stole a question, man. Because we love we love your promo style. It's so old school. And we were going to ask you who your promo influence is, but, but boom, there it is, Arn Anderson. Yep, there you go. I answered two with one. <laughs> so following that up, when did you first know that you wanted to be a wrestler and this was the life for you? Mm, I still don't know if it's the life for me, but, I mean, I don't have much of a choice now. I'm in. I'm You're in stuck. 100%. <laughs> but... Um, I was I was torn between baseball and wrestling. When I was a kid, I first started watching wrestling between the ages of three and five. And my grandmother said that I would always sit and watch when Randy Savage, Hulk Hogan, and the Ultimate Warrior were on television. It didn't matter. If they were on TV, I'd sit and watch. The minute that they were off the television, then I'd be up doing something else. When they came back on, I'd be sitting there watching. Um... And every hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every baseball season, like, I would be talking to kids more about wrestling than I would baseball. So when people saw me on the network special everybody that i played baseball with for throughout my childhood years was like hey we knew this was your real love instead of baseball so i'm guessing that subconsciously this has been something i've wanted to do since a very young age because i've never let it go i mean i set out at 18 to become a wrestler and that was all i ever wanted to do i even tried to uh, find jobs that would work around my wrestling schedule and if they didn't work around my wrestling schedule and I missed too many shows I would quit and try to find something else I think I think that might be when you knew uh, when you knew this was the uh, this is the life for you well I was 18 and dumb <laughs> <laughs> aren't we all <laughs> I was 18 and very dumb and then I had my first kid and I was like well you better find something that makes a little bit of money so I found something that made a little bit of money that still let me wrestle on the weekends then I got hurt, and I lost that job. And I was like, hey, dummy, maybe you ought to be a little more careful. And maybe you ought to find a job with health insurance. <laughs> right. So and then when I got cleared to be uh, cleared to wrestle again, I found a job that let me off on weekends. I worked 8 to 4 every day. And I got going again. And right when I got going again, I got in a car wreck, tore up my ankle. 
that was the first time I really like doubted myself and said, "Is this is this really what I want to do for the rest of my life?" I guess it is. Don't have much of a choice now, like I said. <laughs> well, I mean, we're glad that you're not you're not looking to uh, to switch careers anytime soon. Um, I wanted to ask you about your tag team with Anthony Henry. You guys, I feel like. Uh, you guys are one of the best kept secrets of tag team wrestling. Like all over, there's there's hype with all these great tag teams all over, and nothing against them. But you and Anthony Henry have like such an awesome blend of styles. It, it seems like you guys put a lot of extra work into developing an innovative tag team style. How did the tag team come apart? Come apart? Uh, do you guys spend a lot of time outside, you know, working on different moves or anything like that? Here's the here's the funny thing about myself and Anthony Henry. The first time we ever tagged together was our first tag match in Evolve where we won the belts. Really? Wow. Yep. That was our first time ever tagging together. We just have, like, we have the same mentality. Anthony is an MMA specialist and a Muay Thai kickboxer. Yeah. Like, he has, he has a professional MMA record, a winning professional MMA record. Uh, as in, I'm not messing with him anytime soon. So, me and him had the same thought of, we just want to hit those guys as hard as we can. Just on them. <laughs> I mean, we, we want to hurt them. So, we figure out innovative ways to hurt people and hit them really hard. I mean, everybody has a game plan until they get punched in the mouth. So, we just try to punch people in the mouth as much as possible and make them forget everything and... That's about it. But the real funny thing about myself and Anthony Henry is when we first met six years ago, we hated each other. Wow. Absolutely despised each other. Why? I thought that he was I thought he was a cocky douchebag. He, <laughs> he walked around and carried himself like he was better than everybody else and his shit didn't stink. And I was like, you know what, man? Pissed on you. Who are you? Don't nobody even like you, man. And then I became friends with his now wife, Amber, and I would go up and talk to her and hang out with her at shows. And, like, I would hug on her and talk a little bit of shit, and I'd make sure I'd done it where Anthony could see and hear. And then I'd look at him and be like, yeah, I hugged your wife. What you gonna do about it? Amber would be like, stop it, and he'd come over there and start talking she'd be like he's just kidding so I kept doing it and kept doing it and he always told me he said he hated me because I was a loudmouth. I never <laughs> shut up I was always picking on people and he wanted to know who this fat redneck was that was hugging on his wife <laughs> but finally we sat down one day after a show and he said what's your problem I said I don't have one what's yours he said you I said well we need to discuss this and we talked about it, and he said, you know, you're not so bad. Amber said, I tried to tell you he wasn't. He was just picking on you. <laughs> but we don't spend very much time, like, outside of wrestling working on new moves and stuff because we're always wrestling. Right. Always. Like, this week, we've got two shows this weekend. We've got three shows next weekend. We've got four shows the week after that. We go Tuesday, Wednesday, then we got Saturday, Sunday. We never have time to do anything besides sleep and wrestle. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, like, like I said, I think you guys, it's just that, that that drives me even more wild because it really, I almost half expected you to just say like, yeah, when I met him, we just had, we, you know, we instantly clicked. Working with him is so easy. I'm like blown away by you guys not liking each other because you really do. The chemistry is just so great. Now, um, like, now, like, we are absolute best friends now. Like, when it comes down to it, even though we're three and a half, four hours away, we're as he's the closest thing I have to a brother around. Period. Um, yeah. It now it's it's one of those things to where I get more pissed off if somebody talks trash about Anthony than I do if they talk it about me. Right. And he he's the same way. If somebody if somebody craps on me. He's the first one there to be like, hey, what are, you, what are you talking about? So, no, we've got that. We have that friendship now. But six years ago, it wasn't like it. Right. But the the chemistry we have, we've had since day one, the first day we wrestled together. First day we teamed together. Right. And it's, it's one of those things where it's like we shared a brain almost. We just had a tag match with the besties in the world at St. Louis Anarchy. And people are touting it as match of the year. It was absolutely insane, and it might have been our best match as a team together. So, wow. been teaming about three years, and we get better each each time we go out to the ring. That's a scary, scary thought. I mean, here's a scary thought, uh, and this is this is one of those things. I'm not saying it just because you're here, but we we gush about you on the show even when you're not here. So so I got no I got no problem doing this. You're you're so where like you can either be a part of one of the best tag teams in the world, or you can go ahead and, and win a heavyweight championship and and cut some of the best promos and and really hang with the best that, that there is. Like the future is just so bright. Where the, whether it's singles, whether it's tag team, we we just can't wait to see more, man. It's just so so cool. Um, the the best thing about that is that's both of us. Yeah, that's myself and Anthony. Anthony cuts good promos. Anthony is one of the best wrestlers on the planet. I personally believe that Anthony Henry is better than I am. If you talk to him, he says he says the exact opposite. So, I mean, if we both think that the other is one of the best around we can't help but be like really freaking good one way or the other right so you take two of the best singles wrestlers around and put them together as a tag team if they click it's really bad news for everybody else around absolutely we love henry on this show from the from the first time we've seen him wrestle it's pretty much same time as we've seen you first thing was boom done we like these guys Um, JD, like like us, you, you're an '80s baby. That makes you a '90s kid, and every '90s kid thinks the '90s were the best decade, best TV shows, the best music, the best snacks. Um, what were some of the things from the '90s that you love that you miss? Man, give me back my Ghostbusters, Jetsons, and Ninja Turtles cartoons. Yes. <laughs> Gosh, please, like. Just let me wake up Saturday morning and watch all the Jetsons, Ghostbusters, and Ninja Turtles. Yes. And play my regular Nintendo. <laughs> the simple days. From, oh from that, we're going to do a bit of a speed round with you, JD. These are all getting to know you questions. Me and Daniel, we're going to shoot back and forth. We're just going to ask you a lot of your favorite stuff or, or your you know first things. For example, tell me who was your first celebrity crush? First? Celebrity crush. Kirsten Storms from Days of Our Lives. 
<laughs> nice. <laughs> That's such a good one. See, I'm so cliche where like mine is like either Topanga or Jennifer Love Hewitt. Like those were the two ones, but everyone says them. Everybody says that. Well, my, gra- my grandmother watched Days of Our Lives religiously, and uh, Belle Brady was just, she was always my favorite. Well, her and Samantha Brady. Those two. Anyways. <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, favorite gas station snack? Favorite gas station snack? Um, shoot. It has to be the Boomin' Onion Snack Wraps from Sheets. Yes. Those are delicious. Alright, I'm like Joey Tribbiani from Friends. My favorite food is sandwiches. If you could build the perfect sandwich, uh, if you're you're a a burger guy, build the perfect burger, what's on it? The perfect burger? Or sandwich, whichever is your preference. Hmm. Uh, Shoot. Trying to, t- man, this is tough. <laughs> There's a lot of um, I'm going to say any burger that has a perfectly fried egg on it. Ooh. That sounds delicious. I, uh, I used to, I used to host at this place. It was a, it was a kosher bar. And I, I hosted their trivia nights there and they made this burger. It had a fried egg on it. But the buns were made out of potato latkes. It was heaven. That sounds absolutely wonderful. That it sounds, was fantastic. That sounds delicious. That sounds like I'm gaining an extra 15 pounds if I ever go there. <laughs> I think I just gained 15 pounds hearing that. Right? <laughs> no. uh, if you could have any superpower, what would it be? Um, let's see. To be able to heal the sick, because I hate seeing people suffer, especially people I love. So if I'm able to take away pain, suffering, sickness, and disease, that's what I want to do. That's that's the perfect answer for the blue collar badass. Yeah, I'm like, teleportation? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm over here just want to Teleportation? No, no teleportation. Because if I have teleportation, that like tips me to show up in places that I don't need to because I can't. Right, that's true. So if the place I don't need to show up is four and a half, five hours away, I don't feel like getting in the car. I'd rather just go over here and say, hey, fella, how are you feeling? Are you still sick? Oh, you have cancer? You're healed. I'd much rather do that. That's a great answer. That's probably the best superpower answer ever. I think the real superpower that you have is making all of our listeners feel like trash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and make us feel bad about our choices. Exactly. <laughs> don't, don't feel bad about your choices. I mean, hell, some people, like, they like to have fun. Some people, you know, like to heal people so they can have fun. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> um, all right, so we heard you say earlier that one of your all-time favorite wrestlers is Arn Anderson. Uh, anyway, you can we can get you to do an impression of him. Um, listen to a promo. Fair enough. Honestly, as I was saying, I was kind of like, he's just going to tell me to listen to every single promo he's ever said. That means everyone that's listen to the, his promo. That's the that's the best way I know to tell you. You know, I mean, a man doesn't get rich working forty hours a week. 
There we go. There we go. That might be my, fa- that might be my favorite Arn Anderson line ever. It's a, yeah, it's a good line. Uh, yeah. If an actor was to play you in a movie, who would you pick? Uh, I gotta think of somebody that's almost my body type. I mean, you don't have to. Oh, I, well, I would hate for Kevin Costner to have to gain weight to be me. <laughs> um, Kevin Costner is my favorite actor of all time. Period. Oh, so, wow. you're a Field of Dreams guy, I bet. Uh, yes. Jesus. Of course. Absolutely. <laughs> of course. Field, Field of Dreams for the love of the game, Bull Durham, all of them. Oh, yeah. Pretty much 75% of all sports movies ever made have starred Kevin yeah, Costner. Because he he does all of his own sports stunts. He plays all of the sports. You know, it's Can funny. I, I love the movie he did where he wasn't even a, an athlete, uh, Draft Day, where he was like yeah, the commissioner. That, or, that was fantastic, too. Yeah, I love that movie. Yeah, that's a good movie. So, let's see. I would have to ask Roy Nelson if he would be willing to act. <laughs> um, gosh. I don't know. Maybe, I mean, Jonah Hill's always game. Jonah Hill puts the weight on. He loses it. He could probably play young J.D. Drake and old J.D. Drake. Possibly. Um... I don't know if he could play a serious role or not, but I get this all the time, so I'm going to go ahead and be cliche. Larry the Cable Guy. (laughs) (laughs) We're just going to force him to have to play a serious role and be a wrestler. All right, we're going to tweet him later and see if that will happen. We're going to get Larry the Cable Guy a goddamn Oscar. Yeah, we're going to get him an Oscar. This is going to (laughs) happen. That's funny. Nicholas Cage has an Oscar. He can have an Oscar. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, next one. What is your favorite breakfast food? Favorite breakfast food. Um, has to be pancakes. Ooh. Of all kinds. All kinds of pancakes. I'm a waffle person. Yes. Uh, well, I've never had a cheesecake waffle. I've had a cheesecake pancake. Oh, shit. That's, wow. the best, that's the best reason I've ever heard for pancakes over waffles. Yep, not just because the New Day likes them, because New York, <laughs> New York cheesecake pancakes are the shit. Hell yeah. Go to, your, go, to your local, go to your local IHOP, order the cheesecake pancakes, put butter pecan and strawberry syrup on them, tweet me and thank me later. We're going to tweet IHOP and make them make that the J.D. Drake pancake. I'm down with it. We're just going to tell them, look, we're doing all this promotion for you. (laughs) Once again, guys, at J.D. Drake, when you have those delicious cheesecake pancakes, he wants wants you to, no, at real J.D. Drake. At real J.D. Drake. There's another fella named J.D. Drake, and he gets tagged in my stuff all the time. And me and him have become friends over it. He always messages me and says, hey, bud. Do your friends know that there's two of us? I said, well, I kind of changed my name because there's a fake me in the UK. Right, exactly. That's so funny. So, you know, whatever. He says, well, I'm going to respond, and I'm going to pretend to be you for a little bit, and then I'm going to tell them that it's the wrong person. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 
Next question. Do you have a specific song or type of music you listen to before you wrestle or are working out? Oh, Jesus. No. Uh, we listen to everything. As a matter of fact, mine and Anthony's like playlist going to shows has everything on it from Eminem and Tech 9 to Disney themes. Oh, Disney themes, yeah. I love that you just said Tech 9. For sure. Yeah. 100%. Everything you can think of. Um, from metal, like Motionless and White, and uh, different bands like that, to I Exist, I Prevail, Linkin Park, Five Finger Death Punch. Nice. Then you get to Eminem and uh, Dr. Dre, Tech Nine. <laughs> then you might get Celine Dion, Britney Spears, Backstreet Boys, 98 Degrees, NSYNC, Disney themes, Back to Metal. It, it just... We bounce around everywhere. One of, like, personal, one of our personal favorites is Lil Dicky. We love Lil yes! Dicky. Nice. Oh <laughs> yes, Lil Dicky is the best. Do you like Childish Gambino, too? Um, I personally don't listen to much Childish Gambino. He does. Okay. Um, We're big Childish Gambino fans. I haven't listened to much of his stuff. I may have to now. I love Lil Dicky, though. Lil Dicky, he had a show. It was scheduled. He was selling tickets. It was going to be in Madison Square Garden. And I was going to go get tickets, and then he postponed it because he was, like, working on all this other stuff. When he goes back to Madison Square Garden, I'm going to be there. I have to be there. Little Dicky is the shit. You used to send me videos of Little Dicky. You're like, listen to this. Listen to this. (laughs) He would cut previous in his backyard about, like, the 90s and, like, comic books. He was awesome. He rapped to the work. He's the shit. Like, I uh, I started an argument on Facebook last year. Said Little Dicky's better than Kendrick Lamar. Don't at me, man. I had 175 comments on that status in an hour. People trying to prove me wrong. I was like, no, can't do it. <laughs> this is like my favorite part of this interview. This is the best. I love this. <laughs> He's, you know, Little Dicky's got a new show coming out. I don't know if it's coming out later this year or like early next year, but I think it's going to be on FX. Something that lo- is loosely based on his life, or something like that. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't wait for that one too. Um, speaking speaking of music, if you could pick any artist, dead or alive, and if you want to give us uh, someone alive and dead, you know, give us two answers. That's fine. To do your theme music, who would it be? Man, that's tough because. I'm starting to uh, I'm starting to grow pretty fond of this song that I'm using now by Chuck Morris. Um, it's a good song. My favorite. Damn it! The first entrance music I ever used was by a group called Raw. It was the song "Do You Call My Name," and they quickly became my favorite band ever but they haven't made music in a while. And I would love for them to actually be able to, but I don't know that their style would fit the character that I run now. Okay. So, um, let's see. Shallow Side wouldn't be a bad band. Very cool. Yeah, that's not bad. I, I don't know if you guys know Shallow Side. I'm familiar with them. Okay. They have a cover of Renegade. Yes. Yes. I know what you're talking about. I use that that music against Chase Owens in a small town here 
called uh, Mooresboro, North Carolina, and it fit me like perfect. And I wanted to use it everywhere, but didn't work out that way. So, so I would say I would say probably shallow side or Chuck Morris can continue doing it because I really like what I've got now. Yeah, I like. What I got. I got to check out that cover. I love Renegade. Yeah, it's a good. Oh song. my gosh, it, it's better than the original, in my opinion. Wow. All right, I got to check. Yeah, that check out. it out. It's good. I love. I love cover music. Me too. I love a good cover. Uh, have you ever heard of this guy named Dan Hennig? Yep. I love the, the coffee shop covers he did of like Get Low and Move, Bitch. Yes, sir. Fantastic oh, stuff. I love, love, love those covers. Hell yeah. The, uh, the band that I'm into now for covers is uh, First to Eleven. You have to look them up on YouTube. Okay. But they do, they do covers of everything, and they are awesome. Uh, he, one, probably my favorite cover of Dan Hennig. He didn't like do a video for it, but like I found it on like some other some other person's album on Spotify. He does a cover of Boys in the Hood. Oh and God! It's you got you got to check it out. It is awesome. It, it, and that I, I love the original Boys in the Hood, but that might be better than the original. Oh man, I'm going to find it as soon as we're done with this call. Check it out, brother. Well, uh. Sure. Speaking of songs, do you have a go-to karaoke song? Um, I don't karaoke. Good. I don't. <laughs> I don't karaoke either. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> Super Freak by uh, by Rick James. I, I love karaoke. I know you love karaoke. <laughs> if uh, if I was to have to do karaoke, okay, it would probably be something by uh, Rodney Atkins. Okay. Okay. It would have to be something country, but Rodney Atkins seems to be one of the one of the guys whose songs I sing kind of okay. Or um, "Give Me That Girl" by Joe Nichols. See, I can see you pulling off some uh, some Biggie, some notorious Biggie. Yeah. <laughs> now that I know all of his music, but I don't see me singing it. Right. <laughs> I have. I'm, I'm sorry. I have karaoke one time, and I karaoke one week by the Bare Naked Ladies. Nice. Okay. That's wow, that one. one's hard to do. That's a hard one too. Yeah. Unless you, unless you know the words like back of your hand. Well, it was one of my favorite songs when I was a kid, so I recorded it onto a cassette tape. Yeah. I recorded, I recorded it onto the cassette tape about ten times. So that I didn't have to rewind and hit play again. <laughs> this is so nineties. So nineties. Absolutely, it is. Uh, what is your drink of choice? Uh, cherry Coke Zero. Cherry Coke Zero. Yum. Alcoholic drink of choice. Uh, Lunchbox, which is Blue Moon, shot of Di Serrano, and orange juice. Is that one? That's in one drink. Yes. I've never had that. Lunchbox. It's fantastic. Danielle, next time we go out, we're both getting lunchbox. Yeah, we're just going to ask. We're going to be like, J.D. Drake said we have to get a lunchbox. And yeah. Well, if you, if you tell them, they're probably going to look at you like you have three eyes. So you have to tell them that it's um, take like a 16-ounce glass, half blue moon, uh, three ounces of orange juice, and a shot of Di Serrano. All right. All right, you guys or heard you, it first. Or you can do it like an Irish car bomb and just drop the Di Serrano down in it and kill it. I like that way better. 
And it's that That's totally up to you. They're both fantastic. Sounds delicious. Uh, next Dude. question. Favorite curse word? Shit. Um, <laughs> Is that it? <laughs> All right. No. Uh, it varies from day to day. I, I like to tell people to fuck off on a regular basis. Yeah. So, uh, I guess we're going to go with that one. I feel like the F word is universal. Like, you can use it as a noun, a verb. Like, you can do a assortment of things with the F word. No, 100%. Yeah. It's a good 100%. word. 100%. It's a good word. And, and, I mean, it's the only cuss word that really has American Sign Language. Yeah, that's true. I, I, uh, I mean, I, talk, I said it to Matt Riddle at LaBoom. I yeah. just said, here, have this middle finger. Oh, such a good moment. For for, for my money, I, my my favorite curse word is this, motherfucker. I knew you were going to say motherfucker. I knew it. Rolled off the tongue. Well, see, so. that, that falls in the same category. It's, a, right. it's just a different version of fuck. Yeah, fuck, you know, you can use it verb, noun, adjective. You can use it for everything. Yeah. Now, what if you call somebody a motherfucker and they really did fuck a mother earlier in the day? Are you really insulting them? No. Right. You get all the young kid that hasn't had that older woman yet, and you say, hey, you're a motherfucker. No, I'm not. No, I haven't had that yet. Now you can insult him. <laughs> I've always said, for my money, the, the, the insult that should be the meanest insult in the world, the one that should get people riled up but nobody really pays attention to, is son of a bitch. If I call you a son of a bitch, people just, you know, like, ah, whatever, he didn't say nothing. But in tech, I just call you Bitch. Hold tight, hold tight, hold tight. My mom always told me if somebody calls you a son of a bitch, look at them and say, yes, I am. Yeah. <laughs> because she will tell you straight up, she is a bitch. You don't call her that. Right. But, like, she'll tell you straight up that she is. And um, it was really funny. One day, somebody at work calls, uh, calls me a son of a bitch. I said, you gonna call my mom and tell her that she's a bitch? He said, "Hell yeah, I will." Put her on the phone. So I called her, <laughs> handed him the phone. He said, um, "Mrs. Drake, hello, how are you? Um, I just wanted to let you know that your son—he's an asshole." Okay, just wanted to let you know. Bye, and hung up. That's not what he said. That's exactly what he said. No, 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 I mean, before that, you said he called you a son of a bitch, and instead he called her and said he, he was an asshole. That's not what you told trust me. me trust me, I know. She texted me back, and she said, he called you a son of a bitch, didn't he? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yep. Your mom sounds like the coolest. Yeah. She's, she is awesome. She's one of the reasons I'm still alive. Thank you. Thank you, Mrs. Drake. Thank you, Mrs. Drake. She is. She's good people. JD, who is your favorite superhero? And depending on who that superhero is, if we've seen him in TV or movies, who is your favorite to play him or her? Favorite superhero? Yeah. This is going to be hard because I don't don't watch comic book movies. Ah, okay. You don't? Nope. All right, fair enough. Um, this is going to sound terrible. When I was younger, my favorite, one of my favorite superheroes was Captain Planet. Yes. Nice. No. Yes. 
That's the best answer you can say. Absolutely. No. Did you ever see see that Funny or Die video with uh, Don Cheadle playing Captain Planet? No. You need to watch that. I'm giving you so much stuff to do after this interview is done. Look it up. Just write Don Cheadle, Captain Planet. It's it's the gangster version of Captain Planet. Uh, It's hilarious. It's so funny. Yeah, that's something you're going to have to like send me on Twitter so I don't forget. All right, you got it. And for our final question, the most important question, do you drive a pickup? And if so, what color is it? Damn it. I don't drive a pickup. Damn it. <laughs> I was so certain you drove a pickup. I've owned pickups. Fair enough. I've owned a lot of them. Uh, my favorite being a Mazda B2000. No, Mazda B2200. <clears throat> like a 1990. Mazda B2200 that I bought for 400 bucks, put a battery in, it had like 225,000 miles on it when I got it, and the job that I was doing was a traveling sales agent, so I would do advertising sales. Bought it for 400 bucks, put a battery in it for like 75, and drove this son of a bitch all over America. That's awesome. I know I put put 150,000 miles on it after I bought the thing. Sold it to my stepdad who sold it to somebody else, and it's still running. <laughs> wow. That's it awesome. It was white. It was, it was just a white, rinky-dink-ass pickup truck, but you couldn't kill it. That's awesome. Um, it, you couldn't hit it harder than life had. Uh, for sure. <laughs> I, beat that, I beat that truck to death. Life, <laughs> life beat its ass. <laughs> Well, it's like it's beat my ass. Well, that doesn't stop you from beating ass in the ring. Hell no, I keep getting up. They don't like it either. JD, thank you so much for coming onto the show. It's been a pleasure. It's been a long time coming. Thank we you can't so wait much. for the next time that you are in town uh, wrestling at Laboom or Brooklyn or wherever you're at. We're definitely going to be there. We're going to have to hang out. For sure. We owe um, you a beer. If I have some. Huh? We owe you a beer. Oh, for sure. For a lunchbox. Well, that's fine, too. But (laughs) if I ever get some free time, you guys can have it. Thank you. Uh, That means the world to us. Thank you so much. Guys, do not forget to follow him at Real, Real JD Drake on Twitter. Uh, Drake, you got any upcoming shows you want to plug? Anything you want to let the people know about? Any ways they can find you? Um, you find me on Facebook, uh, James D. Drake on Facebook. You find me on Twitter, of course, at Real JD Drake. Find me on Instagram at Real James Drake. Um, this weekend, I'm wrestling for Black Label Pro on Saturday in Cedar Point, Indiana. Uh, yeah. No, Crown Point, Indiana. Sorry, Crown Point, Indiana. And Sunday, wrestling for Glory Pro in Collinsville, Illinois. Next week, I'll be at the Phoenix City Invitational in Chattanooga uh, Friday, Saturday. Sunday I'll be in Nashville for Southern Underground Pro. And then we'll be returning to the Midwest with Evolve in August. I believe that's the 24th and 25th. Then in September, you know what happens in September, right? Evolve at Laboom. Evolve at Laboom. We will be there. 
Absolutely. And, and, and Gabe, Gabe has not been shy about the fact that, uh, that these indie companies should, should not hesitate to be uh, getting you guys on their cars ASAP. And it seems that that's the uh, that's the case. You, you you don't have you don't have any downtime. You're just constantly working, brother. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And the thing is, always accepting bookings. I mean, I've got some free time in the month of October, November, December. All you have to do is hit me up. And we can get it squared away. Um, in October, Anthony and I are going to WXW in Germany for their tag fest. Oh, awesome. Very cool. Is, is, have you have you wrestled in Germany before? No, we wrestled in England for Southside Wrestling um, in London and in St. Neots. But we haven't wrestled in Germany yet, and we're looking forward to it. Walter has already said, hey, we need to go drink beer. And I said, yes, sir, we're going to drink beer. A lot of it. Nice. Please. Please take at least one picture. We need we need to see that moment. I, that's awesome. I would buy, uh, I could be in that bar. Sure, I will definitely take a picture of Walter and I drinking beer. Yeah, absolutely, brother. Thank you so much again. It was it was an absolute honor. It was a pleasure, and we can't wait to see you in August at Evolve at Laboom, guys. J E Greg, the blue collar badass. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.